Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Wasn't it about 14 days ago that we were talking about frost freeze advisories for a lot of our listing area, worried about some of the damage that could be done to some of our vegetative plants? And then fast forward, Wisconsin weather decides to change its mind. This weekend, it's going to be about managing through the heat and humidity. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Farm Director Pam Yankee, glad to be along with you. Boy, this is going to get crazy. So today we've got a good 50% chance of showers. 77 are expected high, so you know another day that's going to feel like a Petri dish. For tomorrow, uh, sunny skies, 85. Sunday, some isolated thunderstorms in the forecast, 81. Scattered showers on Monday, 84. And it looks like we're going to stick in the 80s next week with that possibility of rain lingering around as well. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, has your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update coming up. Also, as we roll towards the Friday show, want to let you know that the challenges that our agriculture educators faced in light of the pandemic, trying to put together lesson plans that were all delivered virtually, not being able to have that face-to-face contact with students through FFA activities and community service, it took its toll. We're going to talk this morning with Jeff Hicken from the Department of Public Instruction. A lot of agriculture educator vacancies that we're looking at for 2021. We'll bring the details to you along with farm assistant Aaron Zimmerman. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you ready to get moving again? So am I. I'm Pam Yonke inviting you to join me on another farm tour September 1st through the 10th to the Southwestern National Parks. We'll be visiting the Grand Canyon, Zion Canyon, and Bryce Canyon, and everything in between. You can email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com, or call Holiday Vacations in Eau Claire today, 888-557-1020 for all the information. Should I or shouldn't I get vaccinated? It's an individual decision, and a lot of folks are, but not everybody. What about folks involved in agriculture? Of course, it's not hard to socially distance in agriculture because, uh, you know, if you're working, planting corn, there aren't a lot of people around you or making hay or whatever the case may be. But, Pam, it is important for farmers, be it crop farmers, dairy farmers, or whatever, to take a serious look at vaccinations. Yeah, you bet, Bob. You know, although many communities have had different experiences when it comes to exposure to the COVID-19 or uh, recovery, family members lost, that type of thing, everybody's got a different story. But the catch is uh, those patchwork of stories all across not just Wisconsin, but the countryside have left a patchwork of areas where many farmers and rural community members are not stepping up to get vaccinated. And that's uh, caused concern for one dairy farmer in the state of Maine. 
Jenny Tilton Flood is a member of the Dairy Management Incorporated Board of Directors and a dairy farmer herself. Uh, they're milking about 3,000 cows in Maine three times a day. So she's got plenty going on, but she is still taking time to use both social media, her website, and her personal voice to try to encourage farmers specifically to get in line for the vaccination. And she said sometimes when she takes a look at their arguments on why they're not already vaccinated, well, she has reason to pause. Of course, as always, I had to start off by asking what the growing season's looking like so far in the state of Maine. We are getting much-needed moisture. Um, that's, that's the only way we can, we can positively put it. We get much-needed moisture um, at very convenient times for Mother Nature, and we will patiently wait for that soil temp and all the conditions to be right. We know we've got a window. We're, we're going to do it like we do every year. We're going to make it happen. Um, but uh, there are parts of Maine where they've got their, their crops planted, um, but we, we're still seeing some really cold temps at yeah. night. So uh, it's typical May. We, yep. we didn't get snow this week, which, is, uh, which we did last year at this time. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, very much the same here in Wisconsin. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself, Jenny, so that the audience understands. You've got skin in the game when it comes to production agriculture. I really do. You know, I was the first generation of my family that had not been raised on a farm. Um, and for some reason, can't avoid it, found my way back at one just as quick as I could. And, um, you know, I've been married to a dairy farming family since the early 90s. Uh, before that, I was the John Deere parts girl um, in the, at the local dealership. So uh, agriculture has housed and clothed me for a long time, and um, it is the reason I, I get to get up in the morning and make choices with my day and my life. Um, it is uh, it's an important part of my, my husband's family. We are currently three generations on this farm, uh, farming land that's been in our family for, oh, hundreds of years. And before that, this land was stewarded and protected by those who came before us um, here on the banks of the Kennebec by the Wabanaki people. So, you know, we're, we're carrying on a pretty heavy legacy of caring for the land and trying to make sure we protect it for the future. So we know that, that we have to do a good job today to make sure that tomorrow carries on the traditions of yesterday. Well, I was just going to say that we, we care for... Um, about 3,000 cows here. We milk 1,500 of them every single day, and our milk goes on the tables of our neighbors, you know, every single day. It's, it's an important part of our community. We, we are part and parcel of what makes our, our community whole. Now, Jenny, you have taken a personal interest in trying to get the message of vaccination out to your, your family, your employees, your community, and other farmers. Why are you a champion of the rural community in getting vaccinated? Well, you know, as a, as a dairy farmer, we always say the cows come first. And, you know, we do that because we know how important herd health is. We know how important these animals are. Um, we want to protect them. We want to keep them safe. We want to make sure they're healthy. And, and quite honestly, if we don't keep ourselves healthy and protect ourselves, we cannot do that job. You cannot put the cows first if you do not take care of yourself. And I think that when we, when we think about it that way, we realize that, yes, this is something we have to do. I mean, biosecurity measures are, are pretty much ingrained in us when it comes to our, our herds. And, you know, our dairy farmers need to understand that we have to apply these same principles, the 
same practice and all of that science on ourselves. And, you know, I do a lot of flying sometimes, and, you know, those flight attendants, they tell you to secure your own oxygen mask before helping those around you. And the reality is, is we have to listen to that. And it's contrary to, like, a lot of us dairy farmers think, but really, honestly, we have to take care of ourselves if we even want to begin to take care of those around us. And that includes our family, our community, and, of course, our cows. Why do you think in rural communities, many rural communities across the United States, why do you think uh, that uh, the farming population seems to be lagging behind on vaccinations? You know, it's so weird because um, you would think that those who do take care of livestock and understand the importance of biosecurity and safeguarding the, the health and safety of our cows and cattle would jump on this, would would get it. I mean, we know the procedures and our crisis drills when dealing with hoof and mouth disease and, and all these other threats to the, the well-being of our herds. So it is, it's confounding to me um, sometimes the, the rejection of the science and the, the refusal to partake, and, and especially in areas where, where ag and farm workers are actually have been prioritized. Here in Maine, it's been an age-based system with regards to the rollout of the vaccines, and, and we are an entirely rural state, really, when you look at it. There's a very small, small portion of the state geographically that would be considered anything but rural. And um, it is odd to me, and I, I, I don't know if it's just a last stand at, at saying, no, we, the world can go at its own pace and we are going to continue here, or if it is a political bent or a philosophical bent. But it, it has been quite something to un you know, overcome. And, you know, and it's not just that type of philosophy of, of not wanting to do what others are doing. There, there is hesitancy. You want to see how it plays out. No one wants to buy that newest model of a tractor or a car until somebody else kicks the tires, so to speak. And I get that. Um, and, and we do have a great por- proportion of our, of our ag workers do have vaccine hesitancy due to their cultural um, experiences, and we cannot deny that. Um, but we have to make sure that we talk about it, we discuss it, we look at the science, we look at the benefits, and, and we really evaluate it closely. And I think having an open mind and, and being willing to, to have the, the discussions is the most important part. And that's how we get to the next benchmark for vaccines and, and getting back to to, to making tomorrow what it can be without having to worry about all of these COVID-related restrictions and, and problems and worries. What do you advise farmers that are still unvaccinated? Uh, many of them are isolated, uh, may have transportation issues, definitely timing issues when it comes to all the other things to get done. What do you counsel them or advise them to do on their own if they still have not been vaccinated? So first of all, if, if a farmer in my state has an issue with that, I'm going to find a solution. And the thing is, is that there are solutions. It's just hard to find it. And sometimes if you're the farmer who's been vaccinated, maybe you need to reach out to someone who hasn't and say, I can find a solution. I can get you transportation or we can find you a walk-in clinic. Um, you don't have to try and, and find yourself an appointment. Maybe we can we can avail ourselves of the system that's in place and and do a little extra work for them. Um, I also think it's okay to apply a little guilt pressure on them. You know, it's, it's, it's like if you think that, you know, what good is it 
to worry so much about planting if you're not going to be well enough and people are not going to be well enough to help you harvest. Um, and who is going to take care of those cows if you don't take care of yourself now? Um, but there are plenty of places and plenty of, of agencies, organizations, and and ways to get you to a vaccine clinic. There are ways to find one that's near you. Availability is something that is easily done. If, if, you, if you spend half as much time on finding a solution to getting a vaccine that you do, finding uh, cheaper and more, more available planter parts, then, then this can be done. That is dairy farmer Jenny Tilton Flood milking 3,000 cows with her family three times a day in uh, the state of Maine and in between time working very, very diligently to try to encourage all farmers in the state, out of the state, across the countryside to step up and get vaccinated. You can find her on the World Wide Web as the Deer Milkmaid and Deer like the tractor, D-E-E-R-E thedeermilkmaid.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. For all the people who want to make good things happen, for the experts determined to help others, for the ones who want to be a part of something bigger, there's a career for you at Unity Point Health Meritor. We're hiring people at every experience level who are motivated to improve lives by providing safe, comfortable care. What does it take to make a difference? It just takes you. Find your opportunity online at joinmeritor.com. Know how much you matter to this world. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Freedom from fees means more to spend on what matters most. Our fee-free e-checking lets you easily manage your money. Our online and mobile banking with bill pay and person-to-person payments are all free. Freedom is found in the money you keep. Learn more at SettlersWI.com slash OpenMyAccount. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. There have been multiple instances of scammers impersonating Madison police officers and detectives. A 27-year-old man told officers he was contacted by MPD officer Rick Foster and the caller ID displayed the MPD North District's main number. The victim was asked to send money through a money app. The victim later confirmed with MPD that this was a scam and nobody by the name of Rick Foster is employed with MPD. These types of calls are scams with people impersonating the authorities and conjuring up different schemes to fool people into giving them money. Remember, scammers can spoof your caller ID. Please visit the Federal Trade Commission Consumer Information website for more details on these types of scams and steps you can take to protect yourself. If you have any information regarding similar scams, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report 
with Pam Youngke. Alrighty, everybody kind of wondering what's coming our way weather-wise this weekend. I can see the heat. What I can't predict is how much moisture coming our way. It's a Compure Financial Ag Weather Friday. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. That really is the question that a lot of folks are uh, a little concerned. Well, I, I won't say concerned about, but some folks have been getting just a couple tenths of an inch of rain. Others maybe a little bit more measurable towards half an inch of rain. I appreciate all your rainfall reports. Remember the talk text line is available anytime, whether I'm on the radio or not, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. If you've got a rainfall report, fine. If you just want to tell me something, that's fine. Uh, Stu, tell me what we've got coming. This this looks like uh, uh, it is going to be a Petri dish today. Yeah, warm, sticky, you're absolutely right. Probably feeling even warmer and more sticky tomorrow. You know, that front we've been talking about all this week, I've talked about it at least, it lines up still in northwest Minnesota, back through the Dakotas, down towards southern Wyoming. Really hasn't moved a whole lot, and the moist air is pushing north out of the western Gulf of Mexico, rain in Louisiana, and all the way north through Missouri, Iowa, into western and northwest Wisconsin this morning. Some sprinkly showers here and there in the Cross Boston area. I wouldn't be surprised by that. And there may even be a little sprinkle toward Oshkosh in the next couple of hours. But it's not going to amount to much. Most of the rain stays off to the north yet today. But that northern rain will slide further east and fill in. I think this afternoon we'll all see at least the possibility of a scattered shower or an isolated thunderstorm with a tenth of an inch or two lacrosse, Mauston, and further north. I don't expect we'll see quite that much in the east or south. That front stays off to the north but finally starts to break loose, and I expect by Sunday it starts to drop right on into northern Wisconsin. That could mean a greater rain possibility as we make our way on towards Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. There may even be a little more measurable rain more widespread as we wrap up the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin Soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Those are nice weather stations, this so make sure the that Midwest whoops, hang on here. What are you doing? <laughs> make sure that you're getting your rainfall reports in because those are nice weather stations. That was a nice little blip there, Stu. Go ahead, tell us what we've got coming up for our Compure Friday. All right, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast is for a mostly cloudy, muggy day today. And for most of us, it's a shower or even a thunderstorm developing toward afternoon further north and west, a little shower activity early on. In the upper 70s and a low 80 in the east, south winds will be around 5 to 10. Still some chance for an evening shower, a storm with cloudy skies clearing a bit later on. Mid-60s overnight, south winds 5 to 10. 
sunny, muggy Saturday. Clouds roll in in the afternoon. Could be a, a small chance, a very small chance of an afternoon shower or storm. Mid-80s for a lot of us. The southwest winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Sunday. And that's when we see that shower and thunderstorm activity start to edge in with a cool front. Uh, rain a little more likely later Sunday into Sunday night. Temps still pushing in the low and mid-80s on Sunday as winds become west about 5 to 10. And then a little scattered shower activity early in the week, Pam. We may actually start to dry it out a little bit, at least not talk about a rain chance toward midweek. All right. Well, at least Eau Claire area getting a lot of rain this morning, it looks like. In our backyard, so far just hazy. Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on this Friday. Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You no longer have to hide your hands. Your hands have been taking care of everyone else. Isn't it time that you take care of your hands? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Did you know there are several aesthetic treatments that help your hands look brighter, healthier, and more youthful? Treatments such as broadband light and chemical or laser peels help with tone, texture, and getting rid of those stubborn age spots. Skin-type procedures can smooth out wrinkles and fine lines, as well as add new collagen. Dermal filler, like Restylane Lift, is used to improve the volume in the back of the hands. The results are noticed immediately, giving you a fuller, more hydrated appearance. Most treatments can last over a year and are more affordable than you might think. Now you can show off your hands with confidence. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. What's the one thing that can ruin any fishing trip? Not having a boat. Lucky for you, Mad City Power Sports has a great selection of 2021 boats in stock. You'll find incredible deals on America's number one selling fishing boat, Tracker. Like Bass Trackers, starting at 14120. Don't get left out on the shore this year. Get out to Mad City Power Sports off the interstate into forest today. MadCityPowerSports.com. Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cura Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. Nine out of ten people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis... I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cura Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. 
Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Rob Reichel, God's gift to sports talk radio and sports media, just like Led Zeppelin is to rock and roll. Robbie, we had no conversation yesterday about Aaron Rodgers. It was a breath of fresh. It felt nice. But we never even wow. brought up Rodgers once. You went, you went three, four hours without that football, huh? Exactly. And I was Thank like, I'm going to save it for my guy Reichel. So, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, I don't even know what's true, what's right anymore, but apparently this, the, you know, the, the sides are still at odds. But Rodgers, I guess, is going to talk for the final Kenny Main show on Monday. Do you think we're going to get an answer of anything from Aaron Rodgers on Monday? I think we'll have a little more clarity, Evo, when it's all said and done. I, I don't think he'd go on Main show and say absolutely nothing. You know, but, but again, I, I'm really intrigued as to which way this is obviously going to go. I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to you don't necessarily get closure of any sort on Monday night. You know, but but he certainly trotted out his minions there, hasn't he, over, over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. He, you know, he's called on, you know, chummy John Kuhn, right, and, and his pal James Jones and, you know, his, his buddy A.J. Hawk to, to go right. kind of do his dirty work I think he him, even right? has a radio host demanding that uh, Brian Gutekunst apologizes to Rodgers. Uh, even he's got his little lower-level minions out there, too. I, I, th- I think you're spot on, right? He's got he's got the flagship station back in Milwaukee with his with his two cronies that that work there asking the general manager to apologize. I mean, how comical is that, it's, right? It's pretty funny. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's my my lord. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, you know, at, at the, and, and here's the question. Here's where we're at, right, Evo? Are, are are his minions laying the groundwork 
right, by coming out on all these shows and saying it's fixable, it's fixable, it's fixable, because they all continue to have the same message, right? The, 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 the two key words that they've used over and over, you know, from Coon to Jones to Hawk, um, has been it's fixable. And we'll see if, you know, this, this was just Rogers laying the groundwork who's now going to come back and say, oh, this was a media creation, and I didn't say any of this stuff. And, and he, you know, he could certainly say it's much ado about nothing and then come back and, you know, in essence, Evo, he'll have punished the organization for the past month because, you know, there, there's a lot of talking heads, you know, on, uh, across the, 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 the random television networks that want to put this all on the Packers, even though I don't think that's remotely close to right or fair. Um, you know, the other thing he could obviously do, Evo, is say, uh, hey, the, the marriage is over. I, I'm still dug in. Um, I, I have no intention of going back to Green Bay. And at that point in time, then the Packers are going to have to, I, I think, act reasonably quickly, Evo. You know, not maybe necessarily spot on June 1 when that's the first day they can, they can uh, you know, have this salary cap savings of about $17 million by trading him June 1 or later. Um but they can't let this get to August like they did with Brett Favre back in the summer of 08. You know, I, they, they can't let this get to training camp. All these guys across the league, Evo, they go and they take their vacations usually as soon as that last uh, mini camp is over. So let's call it June 20th to probably about the second week of July. They all go and get their three weeks. So it would probably be in Brian Gutekun's best interest to get something done before everybody goes on vacation. Now, if you're John Elway in Denver, you know, are, are you are you going to cut short a trip to Hawaii to come back and get Aaron Rodgers? Sure, you'll absolutely do that. But I think, you know, if if, if uh, you know Gutekunst has enough interest, and I'm sure he's going to evil. We're talking about the MVP, a three-time MVP or a future Hall of Famer. He's going to have three, four teams to play off each other here in early June and come up with the best possible deal. And again, if if Rodgers jumps on Maine Monday night. And, and says, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going back to Green Bay. I'd rather retire or what have you. And you're the Packers holding that, you know, incredible asset, Evo. You move that asset and you get the draft picks and you get the players. So, Robbie, I was thinking of this. I said this to Nelson yesterday. I'm like, Kenny Maine's retiring. Watch Rodgers come on and say, you know what, you, know, you inspired me, Kenny. I'm going to retire too. Well, I don't think Kenny's retiring. I think he was kind of like shoved out because of a you know, casualty when it comes to a lack of money coming in. But yeah, Rodgers like, you know what, Kenny, you inspired me. I'm, I'm retiring too. But let's say either Rodgers says he retires or he says he doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. What does that spell for a wide receiver like Devontae Adams? Are the Packers then going to lose him too? Who cares? Uh, I mean, I, I know that's harsh. And, you know, I, I know I know he's an elite player, but but Evo again, I come back to this whole thing. You know, you don't let the inmates run the asylum, and and the Packers would have some options there, obviously with with uh, Adams. So he's going into his eighth year right now, Evo. I mean, he's under contract, obviously, for this year. He'll be a Packer in twenty twenty one. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, heat and humidity all weekend long and into next week. Perfect time to talk about energy consumption when it comes to your farm or agribusiness. Our buddies from Focus on Energy are going to give you some insights into where you might be able to save some money on energy. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Countryside Landmark Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday, 21st day of May. Well, on this day in 1932, Amelia Earhart became the first woman to fly solo, nonstop, across the Atlantic. 
the U.S. aviatrice disappeared on an attempted round-the-world trip five years later. It's considered one of the most discussed unsolved mysteries in the history of flight, but today she was successful back in 1932 on that solo nonstop flight across the Atlantic. Happy birthday to Mr. T. Remember him, Mr. T from the A-Team? I see he's doing some commercials now again. He is 69 years old, and now you know. Well, we want you to know the stress of the pandemic continues to take its toll on people and institutions, including our agriculture educators. Aaron Zimmerman joins us this morning with the latest update on teacher vacancies we're looking at this summer. Agricultural education plays a vital role in preparing high school and middle school students across the state and nation to be college and career ready. But none of this would be possible without a strong and dedicated group of agricultural educators. Jeff Hicken, agriculture education consultant and Wisconsin FFA advisor, shares with me what things look like for ag ed in Wisconsin and where things are headed. It's a, another normal year, I guess, unfortunately for us, that we're going to see a lot of changes. We are looking at uh, 23 openings, seven retirements, and uh, a lot of years. We just got an announcement yesterday of an, uh, another teacher that chose to retire, and I haven't added up all the years, but I'm going to say that this year, too, will be about 200 years of experience in the classroom. With that many years of experience and value, I guess, retiring and and moving on from the ag ed field, do you continue to see a good number of ag ed students coming out of college right now or being enrolled in ag ed programs? Based on my conversations with the two universities, Platteville and River Falls, they have shared with us that their enrollments are up, and we're, we're glad that this last year, there was a significant amount of student teachers in the fall and spring semester. You know, that being said, we never know where our graduates are going to go just based on the fact that, you know, we're, we are going to be short again this year. What things are you working on on the state level or, you know, with the universities to try to help promote students to become ag teachers and get involved in the ag ed world? Well, obviously, before COVID hit, we, you know, had a teach egg component to our state FFA convention. Uh, we also, you know, congratulated students that chose as they graduated high school, you know, signing day at state FFA convention, which we are extremely proud of. You know, so I think that's that's part of it. I also believe that. The individuals that we've seen over the number of days that I, you know, years, I should say, that I've been in this position, that teachers have done a great job in promoting their profession and encouraging students to be part of it. So I'm excited to see as we move forward how many students that we're going to end up with in the uh, ag ed programs at both universities. And But I also am, you know, concerned, too, because we have a, a one program that's probably going to have a professor eventually here retire, and I hope that they stick with it because it's an important, it's huge in our state. 
have you seen, obviously, we've heard from a lot of teachers, no matter what they're teaching, that it's been a stressful year and it's been hard to deal with either not being in school or running hybrid. What feedback have have you gotten, I guess, from ag teachers around the state? And has that also influenced any of these retirements or changes? Yeah, unfortunately, it has. <clears throat> we we are going to lose some teachers, uh, and there's one in particular, and I don't don't necessarily want to call her out, but she uh, she just actually had a wonderful story put out by Winona TV station and Chris Jumbeck. This this took a real toll on her, and she decided that this is the year that it was time to to retire. And, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, not just this year, but even last year, we saw teachers that just were not into not having students in person and in front of them and said it was time to time to step away. But, you know, to their defense, they are absolutely 100% willing to come back and help all of our new teachers and, and everybody that's that's what's great about our AGED family is our teachers are absolutely phenomenal. Do you have anything on the dock as far as maybe some new programs starting up in schools that don't currently have them? Yeah, we do. So we will look whether they're going to do it this year or or next year. Uh, Nakusa is for sure going to start an AG program, and I've had uh, conversations with five other school districts. Hayward will be another one probably in a year that will look to start a program. Uh, and about three or four along the east eastern part of the state that are interested, they, they still have to get through kind of a lot of things and figure out budgetary-wise how they do it. But for sure, Nakusa and Hayward I see is, is coming on board in the next two years. Jeff Hicken, Agriculture Education Consultant and Wisconsin FFA Advisor, with a look at what's going on in the Wisconsin ag-ed world. Agriculture educators are a hot commodity and in high demand to help continue to strengthen the agriculture education programs across the state of Wisconsin. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. Thanks, Aaron. So kind of a developing story there. Well, markets in overnight electronic trade are developing a negative trend, I'm afraid. This morning, we've got December corn down a nickel at 547. November beans down 4, 1363. July wheat's down 3 at 672. Barrel cheese yesterday was up a quarter of a cent at 162 and three quarters. 40-pound block cheese, that dropped two and a quarter to 158. Double A butter up a penny and a quarter on Thursday to 186 and three quarters per pound. Right now, June milk contracts are up two at 1836. July milk, though, that's down four at 1902 a hundredweight. Boy, the barn fans are going to be rolling this weekend, trying to save energy and money when it comes to farm operations. That's what we're focused on next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You'll need what's under the hood to make noise. Or you'll miss the real noise. Hammered one. Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton carries long-lasting car and truck batteries for power-hungry fans of the game. After all, you'd rather listen to a brewer than a bummer. Your soundtrack of summer relies on Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton. Interstate Batteries. 
outrageously dependable. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? Like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Our friends at Focus on Energy want to catch your attention. We've got all kinds of springtime activities that are hopefully starting to re-engage and definitely springtime projects I'm noticing all across the state of Wisconsin. Remember, Focus on Energy, supported by our utilities all across the state. Uh, You can find out if your utility is participating by simply going to the Focus on Energy website and taking a look there. We're focused in today on two different areas that Focus on Energy is uh, involved with, and that is monitoring ventilation projects and trying to find rebates for you and also horticultural lighting. Sara Bedwakar is along with us today, and he's a lead energy advisor with Focus on Energy. Sara, let's talk a little bit first about ventilation. You know, it's not going to be very long before a lot of farms, a lot of agribusinesses are going to start to turn their attention to putting those fans back on to keep livestock comfortable, to keep their enterprises going. But boy, as soon as you turn that switch, the meter outside generally really starts to spin. What do we have in 2021 as far as energy incentives for farms and agribusinesses to engage with you guys at Focus on Energy? Yeah, thanks for having me here, Pam. And this is the right time, I think, once the summer months start, the ventilation fans run, and the cows and animals need comfort. So that's like uh, most of the farmers are looking for cow comfort because that's what they usually care more about and but they also use a lot of energy so what we can do is go for a more efficient fan but and through focus on energy we can provide you with some incentives for ventilation fans and circulation fans and high volume low speed fans whatever kinds of ventilation is going and circulation is going on we can provide some incentives and this year in 2021 we have really good incentives available uh, for example for a ventilation fan you can receive up to $250 per fan based on uh, the efficiency and even if uh, this year we have specific requirements where if you're if you have variable speed controls on the fan the incentives go higher up to $250 per fan so it's a great year to install better technology or more efficient fans uh, and as long as you can get in touch with us we can try to help you find 
the best options and the best uh, possible incentive options uh, throughout the year. Sarab, are you getting a sense that people, despite the pandemic, are you getting called in on more uh, building projects, more remodels, more upgrades? Give me a sense of the traffic that you focus on energy advisors have been dealing with. You know, like I said, as soon as the weather started improving, it seemed to me like we were getting a lot of action out in the country. Yeah, we've we've been busy. We've been getting a lot of uh, calls. We have a lot of projects going on throughout the state, and like all the energy advisors throughout the state, we have four throughout the state. So uh, everybody is pretty busy. There's a lot of new construction happening, and there's a lot of projects like lighting projects and a lot of ventilation projects also happening. So if you are getting a project done, get in touch with your energy advisor as early as possible so that you don't miss out on those incentives because we have specific requirements for the equipment and as long as the energy adv- you're in touch with the energy advisor we, you can uh, let them know what you're installing and they can give you an update you can if your incentive is high enough you can also get a pre-approval for your incentive application so if that we have options available that way too so get in touch with us as early as possible. That would be my best advice. I, I agree. I always encourage that. I mean, if you are looking at blueprints or if you're looking at, uh, you know, some kind of, of game plan, your focus on energy advisors should be sitting right there looking at that. How complicated is it in light of the pandemic, Sarb? I know that uh, there are obviously still uh, specific protocol and safety measures for the focus on energy leads like yourself. So is it just basically a lot of emails being exchanged, a lot of uh, documents that are being shared? How How is the most effective way for people to get ready to jumpstart this program? Should they get everything on one uh, jump drive or get everything digitized so that they can share it with you? What do you suggest? Uh, we are comfortable doing whatever is best for the customers. Uh, so we have been open to emails because it was a hard year to travel and because of the COVID-19 virus, it's been kind of uh, like the, everybody's like confused what to do, but anything, like if you can just give us a call and we have been taking all safety precautions, we have a protocol to follow before even meeting anybody. So we are trying to be, stay ahead of the curve in uh, following those steps and making sure that we keep everybody safe and as long as you call us and whatever works best for you we've been handling emails if you want to send us stuff through the mail that works too mm-hmm. as long as you call us we'll give you the address you can just send it over and it's it's as long as we get the information we're going to help you as much as we can to get you some kind of incentive and some kind of energy efficiency uh, like idea, for example, adding a variable frequency drive. On a, if you already have fans and if you want to still make them more efficient, probably you can add a variable frequency drive on the fan, which uh, adds, we can give you an incentive for that, and it also saves you a ton of energy in the long run. So just giving you a tip in the discussion, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and that's the point, obviously, folks, is to the long-term play here, which is saving you energy. Again, Sar Bedwikar is along with us. He's the lead energy advisor with Focus on Energy. He's just one of four across the state that are ready to respond to any of your questions, any of your projects, and like we said, get them involved as soon as possible on any of your projects. Another high investment area, Sarb, that we want to talk about is horticulture lighting. Boy, oh boy, you know, that is one energy-intense 
area of agriculture, but you guys are there ready to walk through those facilities to help them get game plans together if they're looking at energy upgrades or want to do better on efficiency. Tell me a little bit more about what the 2021 horticulture lighting incentives look like. Uh, We have really good incentives uh, for horticulture lighting this year, too. For example, if you have a horticultural farm, greenhouse, and if you're upgrading your fixtures, you can receive up from $50 to $120 per fixture based on the wattage uh, that you're replacing or installing. And we have specific requirements for those uh, fixtures, so get in touch with us ahead of time, as I always mention, and uh, know what the project is about. As long as we get the information about the lighting fixtures, we can let you know, hey, this would qualify, this wouldn't qualify, and these are the specific requirements. For example, the fixtures uh, must be DLC listed, and even if they're not, they have to meet a specific uh, efficiency standard, like a a PPE value of 2.0 or more. So we, we can keep you updated on what the best technology in the field um, during the specific time is, and we can also help you get the best probable incentives for that project. We also, like, if you're not changing out just the fixtures, if you're changing out the whole grow light system, then you can actually get up to, like, six cents per kilowatt hour saved as an incentive. So we, like, if it's a non-stacked indoor farm, greenhouses, everything qualifies under this. And even if you have a vertical farm, we might have, custom incentives based on the kind of system you have. So getting in touch with us earlier, as I always mention, is the best best possible option. And uh, we also provide other incentives apart from the lighting for greenhouses and any kind of agribusinesses. So just uh, get in touch with us. We have custom incentive options too, which are, like for example, if you have a project which you think is going to save you energy and you are not like if you found an incentive catalog and it's your project is not listed in there, you can still get in touch with us. We can try to calculate energy savings for that project and give you an incentive for it. So just let us know and we can try to help you. Like we have a phone number called like 888-623-2146 or you can also visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to just get in touch with us and find out more about what kind of options you have. The phone number again is 888-623-2146. Yeah, and like you said, the Focus on Energy website, easy enough, focusonenergy.com backslash agribusiness. Sara Bedwakar is just one of the lead energy advisors that you'll get a chance to work with through Focus on Energy. And I do want to remind you again, as he pointed out, get to them early. Do not start buying things and installing things and then expect them to be able to help you. This is a proactive opportunity for you, regardless of your project. And like Saurabh said, if you're not seeing it in their online catalog, do not become deterred. Just contact them and they may have custom incentives available for you as well. Focus on energy, literally involving our uh, folks across the state of Wisconsin and various utilities, but get started by calling them today, 888 623 